dripping and sipping, my dude. I'm gonna fucking choke on it. Oh my just god. Just go. That's interesting. That's so new. Anyways, yeah, I just wanted to open up with the ASMR of me um, choking drip, and sipping. <laughs> fucking <laughs> whipped cream. Jesus okay. Christ. Anyways, did you know that digestion starts um, and ends at cheeks? Yeah. Yeah. Like digestion or the food journey? Because I would argue the no, food or, journey. Yeah, the well, no digestion starts starts when you put it in your mouth. Mm. Sal- saliva breaks down food. Okay, Fight fair. me! I swear to fair. God, I will. I will Google this right now and prove you wrong. I mean, you're welcome to. <laughs> I mean, uh, later, later, later. So, anyways, That's you apparently fair. had uh, a wonderful. I had a time. I don't think it was wonderful. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm trying to look at the bright side of things of, like, you working Memorial Day. And there's no bright side of this. I'm so sorry. No, you had to work retail Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it was awesome. Tell it me. It was probably the most fun that I've ever had in my whole life. Um, <laughs> anybody who works in retail can tell that's a joke. Um, it was it was a time, man. Like, it was just hella busy, of course, because, you know, retail, Memorial Day weekend. People have three days off and they want to spend all their money. At, at a sports store. <sighs> of all the places, yeah. Yeah. So we had this, like, this comp. Okay, so, the, dude, okay. So this company that I work for, we do this thing where you, you like, buy one, get one 50% off, right? Okay. You know, normal. Normal Bogo. people do that. Normal yeah. companies do that, right? The one that I work for, instead of you buy a single shirt, the second shirt is 50% off. They don't do it like that. They do each shirt is 25% off. And 25 and 25 me- makes 50, right? I Do you know how many f- fucking I people? Fucking. I, what the? F- why? Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. So I've had to over the weekend probably three hundred times had to explain to somebody twenty five and twenty five makes fifty at least three hundred times. Easy. Why, was it easier for you to just plug it in as what item was fifty percent off? Thank God I never had to do that, but I did have to pull out my phone and my calculator and show people, okay, so this item is $19.99, it's ringing up $14.99, what's 25% of $19.99? Weird. So that happened. Oh, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So rather than the system actually, like, identifying that two items were registered the same, 50% one, it would do 25 on the first one, 25 on the second one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So, and this is not this is not like a new thing. We've had this issue. Like customers are fucking stupid, um, <laughs> and we've had this issue for for the entire time the company has existed because they've done it this way, and they've asked multiple times, "Hey, can we can we not do it this way, please?" And they're like, no, it's helping our customers because because then if they just buy one, they get a deal. And then if they return one of them, they're not getting the lower price. <sighs> so, which, which I is feel, nice. I feel like working for that company is like its own special circle of hell. It is. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like they pay me really well, so I can't go to another circle of hell because the money's good. It sucks. <laughs> so bad holy fucking Woo. shit okay so woo. all right so that's that's the first thing that made the weekend fun um i worked every day the weekend right like long ass shifts because you know people so that was the first day it just started everything awful was thursday because you know everybody was spending their monday thursday through monday then the next issue we had was we've got like 
every retail store has those like mannequins, you know, that have the clothes on. They're like, oh, it's so cute. Wow, that's how it looks on a person, right? Even though the mannequins are like we- a size fucking two. Correct. Yes. Yes. So we had a Nike brand one that was like uh, for women's yoga, you know, because okay. whatever. And we had this woman and her terror of a child. Like, I, I don't know what is wrong with this lady, but like her kid didn't understand any direction and she just did not give a shit what the kid was doing. So the way that it was like, I'm up front. So I had a clear view to the yoga mannequin. And I see the mom is like over to the left hand side and the kid 360 looks around, runs and just fucking tackles the mannequin. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Just like knocks the bitch over, like breaks its legs, like runs away. How fucking old is this (sighs) little shit? Like seven, eight, like not, not, Uh, he's old enough to know better. His mom didn't say shit. She just saw it happen, grabs him and walks to a different part of the store. Didn't say shit to anybody. This was also like 930 at night. So it was like, we're we're about to close. Really? Really? So that was fun. Some some people's kids. And I'm not talking about that child. I'm talking about the mother. Yeah, 100%. Yes. So that happened that same night. Uh... Right before that happened, we got, um, the manager was up front, we were chit-chatting, and we got a text from the, like, asset protection guy, like, tippy-top of the organization asset protection guy, that's, hey, your security system isn't working. Neither is anyone else in all the other stores that we own. Oh. None of the security systems work, so you're gonna have to wait in the store until midnight until I can get somebody over there to be an armed guard. What? Yep. That should so have been the thing. That should have just been the district manager oh. stays. Or like the store manager yeah. stays. Yeah, not the store manager's on vacation. But fuck no, him. The, the girl literally yeah, no. yeah. Memorial Day weekend and he fucking left to go to Disneyland with his kids. He's an asshole. But anyway. Um so the manager that night was like, Alright, I'm gonna have to have some volunteers because for safety we have to have three people in the store all the time. If there's anybody in the store, it has to be three people. So they got some volunteers, so that was great. And then the next day, the security system still was broken. So same deal over again. It took them two days, two full days for them to figure out what was wrong with the security system and get it fixed in all Woo! of the stores that the company owns. Damn. Uh, so that was that was cool. That was great. The next morning, so this is, I want to say this is Sunday morning. This is Sunday. Okay. <sighs> I'm there maybe 15 minutes and one of the managers comes over the radio and is like, you'll never guess what I found. And everybody was like, what'd you find, man? Oh, and he Jesus, goes, fuck, it could be anything. It literally could be fucking anything. It could be more dopey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where I remind everybody that Cookville, Tennessee is the meth capital of the world. Uh, we found a crack pipe made out of a light bulb. Oh! Just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling, man. Just hanging out. Just on one of the displays. He goes, hey, that's a... Oh, oh no. Uh, so just go over the, the yeah. intercom in the store and be like, uh, somebody left their <laughs> fucking crack light bulb. Excuse please me. come and get it. If you're missing a light bulb, could you please come to customer service? Yeah, well, they're missing oh, more than so just bad. a fucking light bulb. Oh it my was God. So bad. Holy so that shit. Was <laughs> and then, oh, the same thing. Okay, so Monday. So that was Sunday. We found the crack pipe. Monday, 
everything is fine. You know, it's not super crazy because everybody's on the lake enjoying their day off with their family, grilling, doing what you do on Memorial Day, whatever. And there was, there's, there's a homeless gentleman that, like, we don't have any issues with. He'll come into the store sometimes and hang out because it's hot. Um, so he rides a bicycle and he has his little backpack. And he, on Memorial Day, was outside and riding his bike around through the parking lot. And he had in one hand, as he's shirtless riding his bike with his backpipe, with his backpack, he has a Corona beer. And then in the other hand, uh, like seven inch machete. And he's just riding around, just having a good time. So the, the guy, one of the guys that was outside was like, hey, man, are you good? And he goes, hell yeah, this is all I need. My machete, my beer. And he's like driving around, having a good time. So what that was the an adventure. Fuck? What That's the an fuck? adventure, man. Straight out of bumpfuck <laughs> the South. Yep. Uh, here we are. That's that was my uh that was my Memorial Day adventures. It was a time, my dude. Jesus fucking Christ. Like he <sighs> I know which backpack bicycle guy you're talking about. I'm yes. not surprised he had the machete. Yep. I'm pretty sure someone gave him that beer, was like, Memorial Day, get you some. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Which what I mean, f- fair, but yeah, it was a it was a wild ride. It was oh a wild god. time. Oh my oh, god! And I forgot. I don't know. We had a, a tiny little tornado here, like little itty bitty tornado. I don't remember what day it was, but it was like itty bitty. It was like an EF zero, like very small tornado. Uh, did some like building damage and stuff, but it was like less than a quarter of a mile from where I work while I was at work. So that was scary. A- apparently, my dad was over there. Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, he's not. I- Hurt. Yeah, I ended up texting him. I was like, "Yo, yo, dog, you good?" Because like knowing yeah. him, if he saw it, he chased it, or he didn't know oh, it God. was happening. <laughs> so I texted him, I'm "Like, you good?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, it, "One of his lots that he takes mm. care of um, got hit, and a bunch mm-hmm. of trees came down, so I had to go clean it up." But he's like, "No, I was kind of like right down the street from it." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I twitch." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Ooh, that was a fun time. So yeah, it's just it's been a crazy crazy week. Um. Oh, also, when we're recording this, it's June 1st, so happy Pride Month, everybody. Woo! Um, uh, the That's gays us. have now been allowed, yes it is, have now been allowed to marry longer than the Confederacy was around. Fun fact. I don't like that. Why? We've that's outlived weird. the Confederacy? Yeah. I think that's pretty great. <laughs> I mean, it's just weird to think about that. Yeah. Fun fact. It's, tw- it's 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was Yikes. only legalized in 2015. Woo! Uh-huh. I, I remember that. That was really cool. Me too. Yeah, but now that we have a president that acknowledges Pride Month now, woo! Yeah, that's pretty nice. We can like re-rainbow re the White House. I feel, yeah, they do that every yeah, year, right? Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Okay, is cool. like I really like it when they rainbow the White House. Yeah! Yeah! It's really nice. Yeah! Makes me happy. You know what's also really nice? What? Spooky stories. Ooh! Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, flipping. Yeah. Yeah. I want booty ass this time. <laughs> you make yeah. me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. That's all the, the point time. of my existence. Yeah. To fucking. It literally is the point of my existence. That's all. Make make me. Yeah. When God created me, He just put like a little bit of awkwardness, and then like the whole shaker fell in. It's fine. <laughs> just the like the the top popped <sighs> off. And yeah. 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 Um, Oops. I got heads, so I go first. Ooh. So, word. All right. Uh, 
what do we do? Oh, if you <laughs> every fucking time. I don't know. I, I'm not even playing. I'm not even joking. I fucking forget every single time. Okay, so if you like what we do and you like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash patreon.com <laughs> I need a fucking nap. Patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers of support. We have a $5 tier and a $7 tier. $5 has close friends on Instagram. You get a shout out on the podcast. And that's it? I think so. Yeah. And then the $7 tier, you have access to bonus content and a sticker plus everything on the $5 tier. And, and then show notes. Yeah. Oh, and our show notes. I don't know. You get yeah. that at any tier. I actually need to, oh. Look, oh. I need to look that up. Okay. I don't even remember right now. <laughs> okay. Um, also, if you have stories, be sure to head over to our website to submit your stories. Yes, please. Because we need stories. Stories are cool. They make us scream the most. Okay. Those are my favorites, actually. They are actually our favorites. All right. So are you ready to start this? Yeah. Tell me. Spook me. Give me the okay. spookies. So the theme for today's episode is <gasps> exorcisms. This was <sighs> Zoe's choice. So if you don't like it, talk to Yell her about me. it. Yeah. Okay. So we also decided to not do... True crime, because I don't want to think about all the different ways that I could be murdered in my apartment by myself. Yeah. So reasonable. There's that. However, this particular exorcism has a very, very gruesome murder in it, Ooh. and it made me quite uncomfortable. So when we get to the point about the murder, I will give a trigger warning to anybody who cannot handle blood, guts, and gore, because it is guts and gore. Bad. Awesome. Yeah, so if anybody needs to, like, bounce out or skip forward by five minutes, totally cool. So I will give that trigger warning when we get there. Are you ready? Yeah, give me. You you ready for this? I'm excited. (sighs) Tell me. All right. This exorcism slash murder revolved around Michael Taylor, 31 at the time, and his wife, Christine Taylor, plus their five children and a family dog. Yeah. That's a lot of children and dogs. That's that's, uh, one too many children. So this takes place in, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm gonna say it, and I know, I know somebody, one of my podcaster friends over the UK is gonna come over and be like, "You said it wrong." Osset, okay. West Yorkshire, England. Osset, Osset exorcism Osset? murder. Osset, okay. Osset, O S S E T T. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, 1970, <laughs> 1974. Ready? Okay. Ready. Let's, okay. Let's go. All right. So Michael worked as a butcher. Right. Like, just a general mm-hmm. Joe Schmo kind of guy over here. Uh, he was described to be a gentle, kind, loving man. There was nothing sus about Michael before this incident. Uh, <laughs> the only the only thing sus about him was that he <laughs> did suffer. <laughs> was he suffered that back? He suffered from uh, a back injury he sustained. So he had chronic okay. back pain. Aww. This caused him, yeah, this caused him to lose his job kind of often. And so he couldn't hold the job, so he kind of went into bouts of depression, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that was the only thing that was kind of off about him, but that's important. So the two started attending this church, which was a push from a friend to help with Michael's depression. So they're like, oh, you're depressed? Go to church. Jesus saves all. So they ended up going to this church called Gauber Christian Fellowship Group, and it was led by 21-year-old Marie Robinson. Cool. Okay. I'm sold. They were not religiously inclined, mm-hmm. I put included, inclined before the church <laughs> attending. However, they were so impressed with this fellowship group and maybe a few other things, as we'll get into, oh. they started attending every single meeting. Uh, okay. I don't like the foreshadowing in your voice. 
Michael, in just a short time, became a very active congregation member. Uh-huh. Some of the members would speak in tongues and exercise Ooh. the sins of members, which Michael took part in, and Michael would volunteer at the family home for group meetings. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's like, he's like really getting into it, right? Yeah. However, it was noticed that Michael was becoming almost obsessive to be around Marie Robinson, right? The oh, congregation no. leader. Yeah. Yeah. And spending an inappropriate amount of time with her. Oh, no. He would try to spend... A lot of church time being around here, so kind of like using the church as a means to like do whatever. Yeah, with her. So he would like speak in tongues with her, which okay. I don't. I never got the whole. That's that's not how it works. (laughs) Isn't speaking in tongues like a no-no? Uh, it depends on your denomination. Um, Okay. Like there's there's this like prophecy thing that like certain people are supposed to be given prophecy and other people are supposed to be given the interpretation in the the congregation. Um, during the seventies and like to present day, it's not used quite like that. It's just if you're like quote unquote feeling the spirit, then you're gonna talk in tongues, which is some like people sim- believe that, some people don't. That's like sim talk, sims talk, yes. right? Kind of okay, sort of, cool. yeah, yeah. But they'll Ooh. pass it off as like, oh, I'm speaking the language of like language of angels when they're not. But it's supposed to be like you're able to speak in a different language, and there's somebody there who can interpret that language. But no, it is, that's it just, is what it is. It's just Sims Sims talk. It can be. I mean, that's how it is now. <gasps> okay, all right. Because I was like, this doesn't. Okay, cool. You got glad that I know. Thank you for the thank you for the education. You're welcome. That's uh, just a tiny bit. So also, Michael would go over to Marie Robinson's house. No, you're no. To, here we go. You ready? To have rituals where they would stay up all night trying to ward off the evils of the full moon. They were banging. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. That's not what the rituals were. Those were like sexy Diana worship rituals. Oh, no. That's not what that's supposed to mean. I'm upset. <laughs> they were banging. They were. You, you can't tell me they weren't. You said- <laughs> It sounded like your mom, like a fucking, like a 60-year-old, like, southern woman. They were banging, like, pearl clutching. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, no. What do you mean they were doing the dirty? Oh, no. <laughs> that hanky-panky. Making the beast with two bags. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. Uh, why is that one the one that grossed you out? I don't know. I don't know. That was just... That's the one. That's the one that did it for me. Anyways. Oh. So Michael was spending less and less time at home and yeah. was ir- irritable whenever he wasn't home because he wasn't doing the, the whole full moon ritual with Murray. Uh, at uh-huh. one point, at one point, you know, where we're coming to the climax of things. If, I'm if you, if you, if you will. Right. I think, get, get, I think but, everybody knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got it. Did you get the joke? Did you get it? Okay. Sex. Thank it's you. It's funny. Uh, at one point, Michael took Marie upstairs to confront her about his feelings toward her, which Marie obviously rejected. Okay, so so they were having rituals and not the sex. Or I have no idea. Having the sex and she didn't want feelings. Uh, Chris, I don't know. Christine later accused Michael of having an affair. Uh huh. I don't know if they really were or weren't. I have no oh. idea. I'm gonna say that they were in my brain. I'm gonna go with no, actually. Oh. Yeah. That's a weird denomination that has full moon rituals. 
But yeah, this this is the point where Michael started to exhibit a change in his behavior that was described as sinister. So Ooh. yeah, he after he got rejected, he it was that was like like the turning point that everybody noticed. Like he just kind of just was like not a that tool? joyful. Like, like, not like a, like a, like if a fuck boy could be like possessed by a demon, like I, like uh-huh. let's call it that equivalent. Like let's just say he oh. was acting like that. Okay. So like th- a, like this a is fuck boy demon. Yeah. Right. Right. So Christine, at this point, accused Michael of having an affair. Like I said, with Marie. Hmm. But this time, but she did it in front of the whole congregation. Oh wow, she was oh. very certain. Oh, yes. She called him out, blah, blah, blah. So, however, instead of Michael lashing out at Christine, he turned his attention towards Marie. And she later said, she later said, no, no, no. Michael said that it felt like an evil influence casted a shadow over him. Oh. And, yeah, Michael physically and verbally lashed out at marie to which she later yeah like kate wait went the fuck after her okay which she described later in court i suddenly glanced at mike and his whole features changed he looked almost bestial he kept looking at me and there was a really wild look in his eyes i started screaming at him out of fear i started speaking in tongues mike also screamed at me in tongues I was on the verge of death, and I seemed to come to my senses. I knew that only the name of Jesus would save me, and I started saying over and over again, Jesus. When Christine heard me calling out the name of Jesus, she started saying it too. I believe firmly it was only by calling on him that I was not killed. Wow. That went from like zero to a million. Yep. So he was like screaming at her and he apparently did like hit her across the face yeah. uh members of the congregation had to restrain michael okay so later in court michael admitted that he had no recollection of the attack but there was obviously that ev- evil influence on him that he could feel yowzers okay the next day he was forgiven by the church and marie but he was 100 percent like washed mm-hmm. over the whole yeah. time oh for sure because i mean you can say hey man like i forgive you i don't hold it against you and it not be like you're 100 percent back in fellowship because you oh, did no. something real fucking weird yeah you yeah you you know hit your congregation leader wizard pastor person so wizard uh, pastor <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a movie those are reference. two different things what it's a movie reference the easy a that i never know. watched that oh it's so good that's such a good fucking movie oh okay so <laughs> Michael's change in his behavior seemed to be more consistent and not going anywhere anytime soon. Awesome. That's good. Ha- yeah. And it was getting worse. I think I said that. E. It was more yeah. consistent and getting worse. Yeah. His actions were so alarming that several local ministers came to observe Michael and deemed that there was, in fact, the influence of demonic forces upon him. Awesome. Those are always fun. So two ministers stepped forward, Father Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith. They volunteered to do an exorcism on Michael. Nice. And it went about as well as you think it's about to go. Oh, for sure. Because they always go really, really well, especially with, you know, anything. Anything. They always go well. I always think that Catholic-led exorcisms go at least a little bit better. So That's because they have that whole, like, uh, specific branch of the church that just does exorcisms. Like, that's all they do. They go for, like, training and, like, the whole thing. Yeah. 
So this didn't go that well because they didn't have that that training. <laughs> Whoops. So. There's that Oops. good old Church of England. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the exorcism began October 5th of 1974 at St. Mm-hmm. You know how we had that discussion about how yeah. I said the name of that river wrong? Yeah. How do you say it? The Thames? The Thames, right? Yeah. Yes. St. Tim's Church in Barnsley. Watch that be the, the Thames. I swear the to Thames. fucking God. In I'd Barnsley. La- I laughed so hard. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. I'm going to, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to just turn this recording off and go scream to my pillow later. Uh, and so <laughs> they did it at this church and it continued all through the night and into the next morning. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's how it went. When the ceremony began, Michael started to convulse uncontrollably. He would try to scratch, bite, or spit at anyone who came close to him. So they ended up restraining him to the floor. Until 8 a.m. the next morning, they I think Jeez. they started at like, yeah, it was almost like 10 hours. So I think they started at like, would it be 10 o'clock the night yeah. before? So it was a long time. Uh, until 8 a.m. the next morning, he was suge- subjected to things like having crucifixes shoved in his mouth. The wooden cross that he wore was apparently tainted and they burned it. They doused oh. him with holy water and screamed at him. Awesome. The congregation would like, I guess, take turns like shouting whatever at him. Yeah, probably the the Lord's Prayer, some Lord save him, something. Something. One of the ministers came forward and said that they needed to at least cast out 40 demons that were in Michael. Yowzers. Among those were to be incest, bestiality, blasphemy, and lewdness, and several, several more sins of of the demon representation in him. Interesting. I guess that's... I guess that's how that works. I don't know. I don't know either. So as the ceremony went on, the father and the reverend began to tire. Obviously, they're like 10 hours deep into this bitch. And they decided to stop. Mm, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And continue later. But there were still demons in Michael. Three, to be exact. Oh. Insanity, murder, and violence. Awesome. It's really nice uh, of them to like label them all. Yes, like which was names. really That's weird. That's really strange. I don't know how, I don't know if like the one of the ministers like could yeah. feel it or like what instinct that was, but yeah, they could they could name them. Yeah, that's not something I've ever heard before. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so a woman in the congregation who was the wife of the reverend, okay. her name was Margaret Smith, uh, she was attending at the time and she said that she received a message in her mind that she believed was God. And she was told that they must continue the ritual, otherwise Michael would kill Christine. Holy shit. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's when you say, I don't give a shit if you're tired, too fucking bad. Get No. Mm-mm. So she told the two ministers, which is one of them is her husband, yeah. and they said, too bad, so sad. Uh, we're not finishing it. Uh, they let Michael go home with his wife. Oh my and God. they were to prepare for the rest of the exorcism. So they finished. They started the fifth that night. They stopped the sixth. They were going to continue on the seventh. Jesus. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're on the seventh. This is the trigger warning. This what? is the what? this is this is the really bad trigger warning. If you uh, cannot handle blood and gore, if you go involuntary sleepy time, listening to blood, this or will this will yuppie time. Or throw it time. This will do it. This will 100% do it. I do not get queasy with this shit. And this one made me queasy because this was fucking rough. So here's your trigger warning. Just skip ahead. Probably like five minutes. Maybe ten. 
something like that. All right, go. So the next day, October 7th, at approximately 9.30, Michael brutally murdered his wife. A police constable, Ian Walker, found Michael in the street stumbling around naked and completely drenched in blood. They said he was slick with it. He was covered in it so bad. As PC Walker approached... Yeah, it's this is gross. Uh, when PC Walker approached, Michael was in the fetal position, screaming over and over, it's the blood of Satan. Okay. The crowd gathering around him, because he's screaming at this point, confirmed that it was indeed Michael Taylor. So an ambulance came and took Michael away while the police, this, this uh, Walker guy, went over to the house because one of the people on the side of the road was like, yeah, here's his address. Right, this is where he lives. Right, right so go over there. When Walker got to the house, there were already police cars there, and the neighbors had apparently already called the cops because they heard a commotion coming from the Taylor's house. When Walker (laughs) walked up to the house, the inspector had walked outside, vomited off the front porch, and said, You don't want to see this one, son. I've seen nothing like it before, and I've seen a few. It's the wife. She's got no... He's ripped at her, son. It's a right mess in there. There's not much left to her. You don't want to see it, eh? Oh, God. The front room was completely destroyed with blood, flesh, and brain matter all over, and Christine and the family dog lying dead on the floor. That morning, Michael had stripped himself of his clothes and strangled Christine with his bare hands. He ripped her eyes and tongue out and tore most of the skin off of her face down to the bone, leaving her absolutely unrecognizable. Okay. She died of shock and asphyxiation very quickly because of this. I thought she was already dead. I was really hoping that he had, like, strangled and killed her before he touched her face. Okay. Nope. He, nope. Woo! <laughs> nope. Um, he then turned his attention toward the family dog. The dog was strangled, and he ripped every limb out of its socket and proceeded to rip the eyes and furs out of its skull. And that's that. That's the end awesome. of that. So, that's, so yep. 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 So Michael left the house naked and covered in blood where he was found by the police van. Uh, Walker later commented on the crime scene. He said, of all the incidents in which I was involved in 30 years of police work, Nothing affected me like this one. The stupidity and futility of it all, the complete and utter waste of life, destruction of a family, not to mention the death and other traumas, are far beyond anything else I have ever come across. At this point, when Walker went onto the scene, he said that he was agnostic. By the time the case was done, he became a full-on atheist. Yeah, so, I mean, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, that one, that would be a little rough to see. Michael was obviously... Arrested for murder. He spent some time in the hospital, but then he went to direct police custody. Yeah. He, when when asked about the exorcism by the detective, Michael recounted, it was a long night. They danced around me and burned my cross because that was a tainted with the evil. They had me in the church all night. Look at my hands. I was banging on the floor. The power was in me. I couldn't get rid of it, and neither could they. They were too late. I was compelled by a force within me to destroy everything living within the house. Oh, God. The children? They were gone, apparently. Oh. No, it's okay, just the wife good. of the dog. All right. No, no, right, just, right, 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 just right. the wife of the dog. So when he asked about how he felt on, about murdering his wife, Michael only stated, released. I am released. It is done. The evil in her has been destroyed. 
Michael did end up going to trial, but staying in the hospital while the trial went on. It was noted that he just didn't say much, do much. He didn't do anything other than eat and sleep. However, the court found him not guilty due to insanity, deemed both clinically and legally insane, blaming the events of the exorcism on Michael's already neurotic state of mind. And that is what fed into the whole hysteria. Okay. So Father Vincent, who carried out the exorcism, was not at all bothered by the outcome, only that God will bring the good out in his own way. No, no, sir. You are believing in a John Wesley kind of view, and I am a little upset at you. That is not how that works, my man. Everything doesn't happen for a reason. Shit happens because there's sin in the world. I'm a fucking fight that guy. Yep. (gasps) I thought that was a pretty fucked up thing to think reverend smith on the other hand believes that he it the whole exorcism had failed and it was poorly handled stating that if people come to me in trouble of any kind i will try to help i would give such comfort as i could but i am only an ordinary human being with human failings so that's the motherfucker who didn't listen to his wife correct if someone told me hey i think number one i think god's talking to me okay what'd he say all right Number two, we believe that there's insanity and murder in this guy. I just send him home to his wife. It's fine. Nobody likes her anyway. What an asshole. I love how when somebody <gasps> else says that God talked to them, he's like, no. But if God <laughs> talked to him, it'd be like, yes. That's not okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This whole this whole thing was fucked. Like, uh, apparently this was, the if I read this correct, correctly, this was the last evangelical exorcism done mm-hmm. by that branch of the church yeah because of how because of how badly it failed yeah um it, even then like i don't i don't think like i said church of england earlier there's no way they're church of england like mm-hmm. absolutely no way they reformed that's oh my god I'm so mike yes it's it's yeah it's whew. so he michael spent two years in broadmoor hospital and then another two years in the secure ward of bradford before he was released so he okay. only really had like four years of containment of yeah. whatever whatever that means um so i don't know if michael's still alive however he's like lived right yeah. he was only 31 and 74 so he he lay low under the radar and this is trigger warning of unaliving yourself so oh uh, no yeah so just boop boop there that is he tried to off himself a total of four times oh man uh, suffering from depression and still exhibiting strange behaviors so Here's here's another trigger warning of sexual assault. Um, he was low under the radar until, until 2005, where he was caught inappropriately touching an underage girl. No. So he he admitted he was wrong. He admitted that was like like immediately he was like no 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 like really weird about it. He still thought he was going to be charged and punished for his wife's murder, even though they're like it has nothing to do. This is like 30 years later. They're like yeah. it has nothing to do with that. One week into his sentence, he started to display the strange behavior before he did, before he, words, he started to display the strange behavior he did before murdering his wife. So that was when the court deemed him as a low risk of a repeat offender. However, they ordered him to go back and receive psychiatric treatment and three years of community service. Yeah, That's the last I've heard of him. That's the last anybody really heard of him, unless he died. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm assuming he's probably still alive. That poor Maybe. fellow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, kinda. It's either possession or mental illness, and either way, like, that sucks. A lot. So, so much. So much. 
Um, most of that Ugh. information I got from the True Crime Enthusiast, which is a UK-based mm-hmm. uh, weekly publish putter out thing. They do like blogs and stuff. <laughs> so like they had a really good yeah, they had a nice. really good article. I didn't like obviously copy paste them. I got the majority of it, but yeah. I always use like Wikipedia as like a skeleton outline. But yeah, um, I want to look up and see if he's still alive. Michael Taylor. Okay. That's rough. Demonic. Yeah, I can't believe that that's what happened. I'm just, I'm I'm blown away by the complete lack of, oh, like, maybe we should send somebody home with them to, like, sleep on the couch, like, make sure everything's good. Yeah, or we could just keep, you know, doing the exorcism or He's anything. still alive. He's still okay. alive. He's 77. Yeah, I was about to say, I imagine he still is. Whew. Usually find out when like people in cases pass away. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Okay. That I didn't okay. like that. I didn't like that yeah. one. I didn't mean to like find something like that, but that's actually a really popular exorcism case. So I was like, yeah. oh, here we go, here we go. That's okay. Yeah, it is what it is. Okay, cool. All right, we're gonna move. We're gonna move right along. Right along. So this is mid roll. This is part of the podcast where we give shout outs to our Patreon members. However, we do not have Patreon members this week, and that is. T- totally a-okay so if you would like to support us just head on over to patreon.com and sign up for us and wherever you're listening to us do the thing if you're on itunes be sure to rate and review if you're on spotify be sure to smash that follow button and anywhere else you're listening to us do the thing because if you like what we do rate and review and if you don't like what we do at least leave constructive criticism yeah that's okay not everybody likes what we do no, yeah, no. No one likes right. our jokes, even though we're funny. That's okay. My jokes suck most <laughs> of the time. That's fine. It is what it is. Okay, Zoe. Yeah. Let's do the I, thing. I, I promised I wouldn't yawn, but there it was. Uh tell Rude. me tell me your tell me your exorcism, please. Yeah, so mine is the possession of George Lukens. Okay. Sweet, sweet little George Lukens. So on Saturday, May thirty first, seventeen seventy eight, which was yesterday oh. in our real time, which is weird. Wait. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Say that mm-hmm. again? Saturday, May 31st, 1778. Why did you get that face like you were so fucking excited? Like, mm-hmm. Because it was yesterday, which, you know, it just, it was yesterday, okay? I was excited. Well, well yesterday when, when we record this. It's not going to be yeah. yesterday when it, this gets published. So, okay, oh, okay. No. Yeah. All right. But that's all fine. Right. You, you just, it is, it is yeah. what it is. Okay, cool. Actually, what day does this come out? Because that's relevant. The fourth? Damn. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> the new Conjuring movie comes out the fourth. <gasps> Ooh, that's good. Ah! Okay. Okay. So on Saturday, May thirty first, seventeen seventy eight, Miss Sarah Barber, a woman from the village of Yatton in Somerset, England, called on Reverend Joseph Easterbrook, who is an Anglican vicar at the Temple Church. Temple. So Miss Barber. What? Temple. Temple Church. The Temple Church. Yeah. Is that what? Uh, uh, is it's, that- a, it's an Anglican denomination. Oh, I thought that was a yeah. Mormon, and I was like, how? No, 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 no. No. Okay. I was like, is Mormonism even around 1778? Yeah. Is the United States even around 17? 17- yeah, no. 76. We're two years old at this point. Woo! Look at us go. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah. So, Miss Barber told Reverend Easterbrook she'd come across a man with a strange malady, quote, in which he sang and screamed in various sounds, some of which did not resemble a human voice, and declared doctors could not do anything to help him. I read that, and I was like, strange malady? Malady. (laughs) 
strange milady. Yeah, it has a it has a fedora. <laughs> the tips hat. That's milady. Uh, milady. That's hilarious. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Fuck. Okay, sorry. You're good. So the man was George Lukens. He was a tailor and a common carrier, so he would just, like, mail for people uh, by profession. George was known as a really just, like, extraordinarily good character kind of guy. He would attend church services and, like, worship and would even receive church sacraments. So, you know, he was a member of the church. He was a good guy, like, upstanding fellow, right? Sadly, after she had met him, she found out for the past 18 years he had been subject to these weird atypical fits is what she called them. So all of which started after he had a supernatural slap in the face at a Christmas pageant. So he was acting in a Christmas pageant, smacked in the face, went down. So I found a... What? Yeah. 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 He was sitting on stage acting in the Christmas play. Knocked the fuck out. Just cold. So... Did everyone see that happen? Yeah. Everybody saw him go down. And like, it wasn't just he fell. Like, it looked like he got hit. Whoa, the fuck? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Isn't that fun? So I found a book or like a little (sighs) essay. It was like 25 pages. It's pretty short. Called A Narrative of the Extraordinary Case of George Lukens, which I've linked in my notes. That's where I got most of my information from. So it gives the observations of what happened to George. And after his supernatural smackdown, as I like to call it, he was disoriented. (laughs) I can't help it, man. He's disoriented and hard to wake up. So when he finally did come back to consciousness, he described being smacked so hard he passed out and he believed that he was being punished for acting in the play. Okay. That's fun. So now we're going to talk about George's symptoms of his fits. It's quite long. It's quite a lot. Why? It's just a fit. What the fuck? You'll understand in a moment. So George's fits. His first symptom, very first thing that would happen that would tip you off, he was about to have a fit. His right hand would start shaking. Like, he would have a really bad tremor, and then it would stop. The second thing that would happen is he would declare in a roaring voice that he was the devil, and that devil devil would start to summon other demons to attack George. So it wasn't George's voice saying that it was the devil. It was a different voice. Then that devil would demand for somebody to sing. Ugh. Then a male voice different from the devil and George's own, would start to sing. Typically a hunt, like jovial hunting song, and then the devil would like give hearty approval for. What After that? The fuck? I have goosebumps uh-huh. it's gonna so get worse. hard. I'm going to vomit, okay? It's, it's going to get worse. So soon after that, a female voice would come out of George's mouth and start to sing another song prompted by the devil. And then after a pause, George himself would sing a song and uh, the devil would, okay, everything is great. Because George, when he would sing, the the devil had demanded that he would sing. So George would, in a very quiet and terrified voice, he would sing another hunting song. I'd piss my pants. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's always fun. Other times, George would be forced to bark like a dog or contort his body to, like, where he was sitting like a dog, like, down on his haunches, right? So that was fun. fuck? Yeah. Uh, George could not bear to hear or sing any songs that express goodness, benevolence, or innocence at all. Couldn't even be in the same room as it. Couldn't do it. Ooh. He couldn't bear to hear anything about the church during his fit. 
any or all of the voices would break into the most shocking degree of blasphemy and outrage. So if somebody mentioned anything about like God, Jesus, church, whatever, he would just start like going off. So that's like, cool. like, like cussing the person out? Yes. And cursing God, talking about how the devil's going to rule everything, like bad, right? Not a good time. Yeah, no, for nobody. Yeah, nobody. So anytime George was normal and level, any mention of his fits would trigger one. So if you mention, hey, George, are you okay after that last, like, singing mess? He would go into one. Dude. Yeah. So they couldn't even what? talk to him about them. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, That's fun. No. Okay, keep going. I don't even yeah, know. No. I don't even fucking. Don't, okay. Don't even know what to say. Yeah. So anytime, like, toward, or, t like, we're getting more toward the end of the fits. So he's in the middle of it. Like, he's doing singing, like, the whole thing. We're getting toward the end of the fit. He would sing, like, the devil would start to sing uh, Te Diem in an alternate voices of the man and woman with the devil thanking them. So it was, like, an inverted. Like, uh, Te Diem is a, is, it's, it's a hymn. Um trying to think how to explain um it's it's a it's a hymn talks about god you know god's all powerful that kind of thing um okay. so they would invert it to talk about how the devil was all powerful so at the end the devil would thank them and every time he would vow to keep george afflicted as long as he lived so that's so that's fucking rude yeah that's really shitty that's really so, awful mm -hmm. so george's hand right hand would start to shake again and then the fit was over, and George was completely exhausted. Ugh. So sometimes during the fits, he was so violent, he had to be held down. Not violent toward other people. He was only ever violent toward himself. So he so never like, wanted to hurt anybody, just himself. So he would, like, smack himself, call himself, mm -hmm. bang yep. himself on the shit. Yep. Yep. Lovely. Not good. Uh, he was completely lucid during the events. Um, and he could talk about it. Other people couldn't talk to him about it. So he could acknowledge what was happening. And he would, he described it later in his life as if he was watching through his own eyes, but he couldn't hear, like he, he couldn't speak. Okay. So that's gross. Usually the fits lasted about an hour apiece. Uh. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. So members of his community believed that he was bewitched and George himself declared himself possessed by seven demons who he believed could only be removed by seven priests. Okay, okay, one so, for each. All right. Yeah, makes sense. All right, I'm down. So, after these pronouncements, he was taken into the care of Dr. Smith, a surgeon in Warrington. So, Dr. Smith and many other doctors tried in vain to help George because they assumed that it was probably some sort of, like, medical affliction, right? Right. Couldn't figure out what was going on. He even stayed at St. George's Hospital for 20 weeks. Like, two zero twenty. 20 Yeah. Long time. Trying that's, to get, figure out what was going on. That's, my brain's not working. It's that's almost six time. months? That's almost yeah. six months. Yeah. That's almost that half a year. Right. Yeah. Disgusting amount of time. Yeah, I think 21 weeks is exactly six months, I want to say. Because 52 weeks in a year. Is that right? No. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, so he was declared... No, it's, it's, it's under six months. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So after that 20-week stay, he was declared incurable. Like, sorry, That's... bud, you're going to have to live that way. Yeah, you uh, you spent like five months doing this shit just to be like, nah, sorry, bro, can't help you. Yep. This. Yep. 
So Oof. that's when our friend from the very beginning comes in and she tells Reverend Easterbrook, hey, this guy's got some issue. He needs some help. So a friend who was in contact with her and Reverend Easterbrook decided to bring him to Bristol on June 7th. So it's just been a couple of days. Um, Reverend Easterbrook is like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. So many people heard about his affliction and was like, oh, hey, we're going to go visit him and see what the heck's going on with our own eyes, you know, as you do. They found out that he had attacks at very specific times during the day. So he would always have one around 7 a.m., another one around 11 a.m., and then a third one at 7 p.m., Yes. And these would be, these would be afflictions that were brought out due to mentioning the fits, right? No. This was just, he was by himself. Nobody was in the room or they were just having a regular conversation and he would immediately break down into a fit. Oh, At those specific times. Other fits were brought on by other people or he was just having them at weird times. But those three times were always consistent. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So he would have, at this point, seven attacks a day. So he'd have those three regular ones plus more. So that's seven hours of your life mm-hmm. that this fucking psycho bullshit is happening. Yeah. yeah that oh, fun? my. That's great. No, Jesus. This poor guy. Yeah. And this has been going on for 18 years by this point. No, absolutely Why not. didn't Ooh. he go to the priest sooner? He went to doctors and they didn't know what was going on. So. Get a priest fam, like, at that point. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. Okay. So, after learning about all this, uh, you know, talking to his friends, having him go ahead and come up to Bristol, Reverend Easterbrook con- contacted Methodist ministers in connection with Reverend John Wesley, who all of them agreed that they were going to pray for George Lukens. So, here is a letter from one of the priests that was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. No problem. Uh, Some time ago, I had a letter requesting me to make one of the seven ministers to pray over George Lukens. I cried out before God, Lord, I am not fit for such a work. I have not faith to encounter a demoniac, which is what they called people who had demons in them. It was powerfully applied. God in this, they always talk funny. It was powerfully applied. God in this thy might. The day before we were to meet, I went to see Lukens and found such faith that I could then encounter the seven devils, which he said tormented him. I did not doubt but deliverance would come. Suffice to say, when we met, the Lord heard prayer and delivered the poor man. And that's Reverend John Valton. So he agreed, I'm going to be one of those seven people that are going to help this guy. Which is okay. nice, right? That's cool. Yeah. <sighs> so here's the, the really gross part. Oh, I think is really gross. So Tell me. someone, one of the, the clergymen who decided to go visit George, he writes, Wednesday, the 11th of June, about a quarter before seven in the evening, I went to see George Lukens because, of course, you know, that's a predictable time. He's going to have a fit. Ugh. So he gets there and he says, after I had been with him about 20 minutes, his fits commenced by a violent convulsion of the nervous system, beginning with a powerful agitation of the right hand, which soon extended over the whole body. This agitation was attended with such shocking distortions of the countenance that is impossible for language to describe. After he had been in this situation about a quarter of an hour, he made a deep roar in a voice that made the room shake. Immediately after the roar, the demon as if enraged, violently exclaimed, damn thy soul to hell. After repeating this 
execration several times, the fiend added, Thou fool, thou thoughtest by coming to Bristol to have avoided my power and authority. Ah, ah, ah. Thou fool. Dost thou... This is so fucking hard to read because apparently demons talk like they're from the fucking 1200s. (laughs) (laughs) It kills me. Thanks. Uh, Dost thou not know that I have the supreme command over thee and that it is in vain for thee to get out of my power? I tell thee, fool, tis all in vain, for I say and swear by my invernal infernal den of hell that i will torment thee ten thousand times worse than ever so that's gross that's cool yeah yeah that's super great that was disgusting yeah it gets worse what it gets worse so a short pause now ensued during which time the patient's face was again more violently distorted soon after several distinct voices in a feminine tone repeated nearly the same as the demon had said before but in a far more jeering and taunting manner which they ended by asserting with the most shocking execrations that they were determined by the infernal den of hell to torment him then thousand times worse than ever even to the end of his life this was instantly succeeded 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 by a king of singing kind of singing I just mistyped my notes <laughs> by a king of singing. Yes. Uh, by kind of singing as if they were <laughs> triumphing that they had the power over the unhappy object. The unhappy object being George. Being George. Yeah. Uh, I wonder yeah. if the female voice is Lilith. I think that would be dope. Possibly. Uh, would be dope. I don't know about I, that. Um, but you know, I always, I always do that where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. No, bitch. <laughs> Wait, why did you say that? Yeah, no, I understand. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I meant it would be. It would make sense. Neat? No, thank you. It would make Yeah, I know what you're saying. It would make sense. Thank you for putting my dumb ass brain into words. I'm gonna just chug this water and you keep going. No, it's totally fine. You do that for me. It's 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 like this thing that we do. It's fine. Don't worry about it. All right. So after the other voices had sung their songs, there was a two minute calm. Then the demon spoke again. I command you, my servants, to attend. Immediately after he said, like, so he says that, and then, like, not even two seconds later, he says, now you are here. We will have a dance and a song. Then more singing, followed by the demon saying, now you have your dance and song. I will sing a song myself. You shall hear your master. You shall hear the devil sing for once. After he finished his hunting song, George was so violently agitated that it was greatly difficult and that he, like, was held down. Like, three dudes had to hold this guy down so he wouldn't hurt himself. Like, bad. Then the demon cried out, Ah, 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 man, we told thee it was all in vain for thee to strive against my power. What good did the two fellows that thou hast with thee last night do, and the black-cloaked fellows thou hast with thee this morning and the fellow from kingswood why did they not come tonight fool no no they thought it in their best way not to come for if they had i would have shown them a fine trick i would let them see that i was their master so did he just call out like all of the reverends that are gonna help him yeah, or the people who are all the other clergymen who are coming to visit because they heard this guy was like possessed by a demon, right? So they were coming to visit him and the black cloaked fellows are priests because, you know, they wear the black oh, with the robes oh, yeah, and the stuff, yeah, 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 right? with, the, with the little white, yeah. Yeah, with the little collar dealio, yeah. So uh, 
Every single guy that's coming to visit, he's like, why aren't they here? Is it because they're little bitch babies? What's happening? Are they little bitch babies? <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I would be a bitch baby. If oh, 1,000%. Dude... <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, bud. Like, no. Yikes. I, you're going to need more of an adult. You're going to need yeah. the Pope. You're going to need you're, you're the, going to the need, Cardinals. You, no, you're going to need Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and I am none of those. <laughs> sorry. <That's... laughs> Ooh. Okay. So at this point, the demon starts to sing as a young clergyman comes into the room. So another guy comes in, the devil starts to sing. The singing lasted for a few minutes, and then the demon suddenly just out of nowhere got super fucking pissed, like real big mad. George's body turned toward that minister that had walked in, and the demon said three, ta- three times, damn thy soul to hell, three times in a row, and followed that up with, thou fool, what dost... What dost think to bring an unbelieving black cloaked fellow to withstand my power and authority? I tell thee, fool, it is all in vain. It is of no use for them to come here. If they come to see me, I am the devil. If that is what they come for, it is well. Then the devil continued to go on about how it was useless for like priests and clergymen to come because literally nothing they would do was going to help George. So hey. there's no reason for them to be there. You know how he said, damn thy soul, to hell three times? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know that's the mocking of the Trinity, right? <gasps> it was the mocking of the Trinity. <laughs> I love me some bagel bites right now. Oh, my yeah, God. Deal. If Good. he was here, he'd be like, you're bullying this guy. We don't like bullies. And we're here for answers. And we got want some trouble them now. Here. They're my answers, and I want them now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> clash of the memes okay uh, you mean the unification of the memes thank oh, you oh there we go okay yeah. <laughs> all right so finally a female voice came through and said we praise thee we magnify thee and own thee to be our supreme head and governor O devil we acknowledge thy power and we make it extended from one end of the earth to the other O devil we give thanks unto thee in that thou hast given us power of this man to torment him and may that power be increased unto us and extended to the end of his life O devil this chant was repeated by all six different voices when the seventh which was the demon remained silent as if accepting the praise yes what i don't understand yeah. about this is is what i'm confused about so we're gonna do a little yeah. little q a yeah. real What's quick up? is that he's got one mouth yes and he's got six different voices coming out of this mouth seven well Eight, at this point because george's own okay well at this point he's like i'm just talking about like right now he's oh, got okay. six yeah. voices coming out of his fucking throat is his mouth just hanging open and all this is coming out or is he like i don't know oh my that's my that's my question that's my I question. Because it wasn't like all at the same time. It was one after another. So I'm assuming that his mouth moved and the voices came out. I'm assuming. I don't know. But that's how I would imagine it. Okay. So it's not six different voices at the same time. Correct. But it was repeated one after another in, in yes. six different voices. Yes. Okay. Gross. Awesome. Yeah. Super gross. Okay. So after he accepts his praise, the demon tortures... Poor George, all the while boasting of his power and threatening those in attendance and saying how they should acknowledge him as their master or acknowledge him as their master. Um, And everything that I wrote from like, this is from the guy June 11th down is all from one guy. Um, 
in this little like pamphlet, only known as JB. Like it was just J dot 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 B with like more dots. So, so he, he wasn't comfortable enough to give his name, which is fair. Red- so redacted his name. Interesting. Yes. They also redact the word damn, which I thought was really cute. Uh, I thought that was kind of sweet because it was just D dash dash N. I was like, that's cute. So I, oh that's no, You're, it's not big Ugh. and it's not clever. I said a naughty word. Ugh. It's okay. Ugh. Okay. So on June twelfth, so the next day. George Fitz, George's fits grew worse, more violent, and they lasted longer. So they were now past an hour. He was seized around 11 in the morning, and his right hand be- began to shake, then his right leg, and then his whole body, which was different than how normally his fits went. So his arms jerked really bad, like involuntarily, like he was having a seizure, um, and they would move, like one would swing one way and then the other would swing. And then his eyes and his mouth distorted in a way that, like, it was not physically possible for him to move the muscles in his face to do. Like, the way it was described in the book was, like, it could not have been done without supernatural assistance. Like, just not possible. Ew, it's like someone was, like, crawling and moving underneath his skin. Yeah, like, gross, right? So this fit then progressed much the same way as all the other ones ever did. The men who were there witnessing what was happening decided that they weren't there for a show from the devil so when he started like singing they decided that's stupid we're gonna sing hymns and praises to the lord so they did and then the demon was really agitated by the singing um george had to be held down by three or four guys um and the demon screamed about how they needed to give up because it wasn't doing anything and you know he owned george and nothing they could do would make him go away Right. Mm-hmm. So the demon, his discomfort gave the ministers hope and they immediately knew we're going to be able to save this man because if this is making it so mad, just the name of the Lord is making it so mad, we're going to be able to get rid of it. No big deal. Right. Cool. Great. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good plan. Good plan. Great plan. Yeah. So they kept singing hymns and they kept praying and George quickly returned to himself much quicker than the, the previous fits. So suddenly he was able, he was lucid, he was able to talk, he had like rational conversations. He was still unable to recite anything relating to a prayer, because they did try to get him to say, oh, Lord Jesus, and he could not. So that's, you know, not not so great. We're not, we're not, not so there great. yet. We're yeah, getting we're somewhere, close. but we're not there. We're close, <laughs> but we're not there. So the next day, which was Friday, June 13th, 19, or 1778. Oh, fuck. Great day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Good day. So, the seven clergymen accompanied George Lukens to the vestry at the Temple Church. They intended to spend the next several hours praying with and for George. So, they began at about 11 a.m. singing a hymn for George to, like, start everything off because they know one of his fits starts right around 11. And they wanted to, you know, get in, get going. So, one of the ministers was talking, like, started asking questions to... George, as he was like in the middle of his fit. And one of the first questions he asked was, why are you tormenting this man? Why are you doing this? To which the demon answered, to show my power among men. So George began to convulse at that point and tried to kick whoever was near him, which was the first time he ever became physically violent toward anybody else. Prior to that, it had only been toward him himself, right? Not great. So two men held him down and they kept praying for him kept singing hymns, praying over him. So then George started to foam at the mouth. 
which was new. That had never happened before either. <laughs> that's new. I, yeah, that's new gross. ability <laughs> unlocked. <laughs> his face distorted beyond any description, and his body started being thrown around in different forms. So that's that's not cool. Not good. That's not okay. Disgusting. Yeah, not a fun time. So as the clergyman continued to pray, the demons in George started to sing to try and drown them out. Because, you know, if you can't hear it, it can't hurt you, right? Right. Stupid. So at that point, when they couldn't hear themselves praying anymore, they were like, this is dumb, and started singing hymns at the top of their voice. Only one of them what? can go at a time, but there's seven other clergymen, like... That's oh. that's what I was about to say. There's one dude going so loud, it is drowning out seven grown men. Yeah, so then they had to start singing so that they could be heard over the one dude. Ooh, okay. Yeah, gross, right? Absolutely disgusting. Woo. So at that point, the demon took back over and started to scream about how George would pay tenfold for this since it wouldn't work. He wasn't going to let him go. So he was going to torment George worse after this failed. The clergyman also tried to get George to say Jesus' name at this point because they were like, oh, you know, like, it'll it'll help. You start talking about Jesus, maybe they'll get the heck out. Every time they would say, George, say Jesus, he would go devil. And they would say, George, say Jesus, and he would go devil. So they would look at him and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he would look at them and say, devil, 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 every single time. That's not... That's not okay. Ugh. It's gross. Ooh. Gross. So after several hours of this and going over and over and over, like repeating it, like just going hard the whole time, one of the clergymen commanded in the name of Jesus and in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, the evil spirits depart from this man. And he repeated that a couple of times. So he'd been saying it and then he just hardcore just like says the thing. (laughs) And then a voice from George says, must I give up my power? And this was followed by a bunch of howling, screaming cries and another voice saying, our master has deceived us. Oh, yeah, that's gross because he's not all powerful. He's a demon. Right. right. It's hmm, here we are. Whoops. Ah. So the clergyman continued with their prayers and heard yet another voice ask, where shall we go? And another answer to hell, thine own infernal den and return no more to torment this man. As soon as they heard this, George's convulsions stopped, and he said in his own voice, blessed Jesus, and started praising the Lord and sung the 47th Psalm. And George was at that point completely cured from his demonic affliction. Um, And there was actually a public Thanksgiving that was made Sunday, the 15th of June at the Yatton Church by Reverend Wilde for George's recovery. Wow. Yeah. So it was like super, it was, it was fairly public because those people had been around George. So they knew what had happened. Everybody else, like the other seven ministers who did the thing were like, Hey, let's keep this on the down low. Because at that point in time, the social climate was really skeptical towards anything like demony, pretty skeptical towards like churchy stuff, like not a good time. So they planned on keeping it secret. But somebody ended up making, like, writing a publication and, like, publishing it. And they were like, oh, so that's what demon possession looks like. Cool. Neat. Yeah. And that's uh, stayed around ever since. So. Cool. Interesting. And a wild time. I'm glad he was cured. Me too. And ridden of those afflictions of the demons. Yeah. Not like. Oh, boy. Not like my boy, George Michael, not George, George Lukens. I did 
Michael Taylor. There we go. Not like my boy Michael. He got fucked. Yeah, he did. I am very sorry. I I don't know which one it is or a combination thereof, but I hope that he gets better because, ugh. Yeah. No good. Yeah. You wanted this. This was your I did. episode. I did want this. Are you, uh, are I typi- you happy now? I typically, I've, I'm very happy. I had a very good time uh, researching, actually, quite a bit. So I had a great time. I found this little pamphlet thingy, which is linked in my notes, and it's a really good read. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's, that's literally your one little note. Yeah, I have two. Barely, oh, you have two. Wikipedia. Two. Yeah. Wikipedia okay, cool. was the other one. So mm. Okay. Yeah. Word. All right. Dog. That's what did you tight. Dog? That's... It's Lit. slamming. That was that that episode was vibing and thriving, as the kids um, say. I don't think that's what the kids say. Is that what the no? kids say? Am I, I have that no old? idea. I yeah, don't I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. On, I'm not on straight TikTok, so I have no idea. So, anyways, uh-huh. all right, we good? Yeah, Thank I you. think so. Thanks for telling that story. That was awful. I yeah, you are. Um, uh, yeah, don't have nightmares. You might have nightmares, but if you do, I'm so sorry. Um, fuck. Yeah. I should have taken you up on that offer and recorded earlier in the day. Shit. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Rip. Uh, um, I'll do something. I'll just I'll maybe call that girl I'm talking to. Um, yeah. Do yeah. It. So uh, cool. don't get fucking nightmares. Where did you go? Okay. There you are. All right. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Um, hello. Okay. Goodbye. Good? Are we good? Is there a thing? No, we got to do, do the thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, cool. If you want to check us out, go over to our website at www.hotherabarelyknowher.com. If you want to submit a story, head over to the contact page. There's a part where we put in this little form thing, and you can put in put in your story. You can also just email yeah. us directly at uh, hotherabarelyknowher at gmail.com. If you want to check us out even more. That's also good. We're two ladies. I don't know what you do on a Friday night. You can head over to Instagram or t- <laughs> Instagram Twitter. or Twitter at h-h-i-b-k-h podcast thank you i was on another show and they're You're like welcome. what's your handle and i was like i don't know i don't know i'm not the one that says it that's like the only know. thing i say yeah well it's fine do you wanna anytime anytime you want to take this cool this uh this torch and flame over okay. and do it you're more than welcome to okay all right we'll see we'll see how it goes oh uh, yeah it's a no okay cool so um <laughs> until next time haunt her I barely know her. Where that weird guy, George. Poor George. He wasn't weird. He was pretty he, weird. He was possessed. Yeah, I know. He's a nice guy, but still weird. <laughs> <laughs>